0: Welcome to the Consummate Athlete Podcast, where our goal is to help you find health and community through movement. I'm Molly Herford, a writer, coach, and yoga teacher.
1: And I'm Peter Glassford, an endurance coach and kinesiologist. Every week, we're talking to athletes and experts who can help you lead your best active, adventurous life.
0: Whether you're a gravel racer, a marathon runner, or you just got out on your first bike ride yesterday, we're here cheering you on.
1: You can also visit us online at consummateathlete.com for coaching information and training tips, nutrition advice, yoga flows, bike skills, and more.
0: And now, let's get into this week's episode all right hello hello welcome back to the consummate athlete podcast peter how's it going
1: it's going well we are back we've lived for another week that's a success we are counting that one
0: Mm -hmm. i feel like you've had a pretty pretty big weekend here for you
1: yes i decided to start running vigorously so we're going going in trying to catch up
0: yeah i realized this afternoon i was like oh Peter's actually had like a big running weekend here just as uh as my my support staff here.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's that much of an increase. I think I was at 36k last week.
0: Well, I think you did 40 this weekend. Um, Pretty close.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, today got long. Yeah, yeah. 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 You're doing great. I don't know. How much do you increase? 10%? sure 35 to 40 something yeah i don't know anyhow i'm feeling okay Mm -hmm. so listen to that body
0: yep yep well me i just got home and drank some pickle juice straight from the jar highly recommend for as the days get warmer and you come in and you're feeling a little like salt deprived we'll say
1: have you seen mustard people talking about mustard packets and like yeah. yeah
0: it's one of the other like there's the couple things that or tend to alleviate cramps that scientists have no idea exactly why
1: like what the mechanism yeah, is, yeah
0: they like suspect that it's actually a neurological thing where like it stimulates a certain part of your brain because of like the like the vinegary taste
1: right yeah no i hadn't i guess that's what they, the thing is is the vinegar i guess in the mustard but
0: yeah it like stimulates something in like the back of your nostrils i sort or of something. like that
1: because it's so easy it's like you know, stealing honey packets from Starbucks when you're bonking on our ride or something, right? Ooh, yeah, yeah good tip. Yeah, you just take, you just have mustard packets and honey packets.
0: There you go. But, but don't mix them up because that would be really disappointing. No. Or, or, or mix maybe. together.
1: Maybe it's good. Yeah, I don't know. Honey
0: mustard gels. Yeah,
1: there. See, it's probably Ooh. not bad at all.
0: Yeah, there we go. We might patent that. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Anyhow, that's sort of related today. So we're doing uh, a bit of a and a sort of a themed Q&A. This is sort of our, our spring cleaning Q&A is mm-hmm. what we're calling this one. So several great questions. Thank you for those. You can keep outreaching, uh, outreaching through the DMs and so forth. Yeah. Uh, well, on the
0: note of spring cleaning and spring resets, I'm actually pretty stoked I've been putting a lot more effort into our our instagram posts over at, at @consummateathlete athlete on instagram
1: i've been noticing
0: so you can definitely check that out and we have more to come more exciting stuff on the way so yeah keep an eye on our instagram page hit g- give that a follow if you haven't already and of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't say also subscribe and rate and review the well, podcast. And feel free
1: to tag us if you are, you know, you're storing, you're gramming, uh, you know, some sort of consummate athlete activity. Maybe you're out riding and then going for a hike or or something like this. You're playing ping pong even counts doing your strength training. Give us a, a give us a, an at. Mm-hmm. Is that what they call that? Do yes. You, at yeah. At us. Yes. Okay, well, where did you want to start here? We're spring, you know, the weather is getting warm. We're maybe transitioning from our winter sports or our, our pain caves, as it were, where our indoor cycling, our yeah. treadmill running.
0: Well, let's maybe start with the the like fully practical version of spring cleaning. And we just did a post um, over on Consummate Athlete about sort of like five steps toward your spring cleaning. Uh, the first one, my my personal favorite, <clears throat> this thing that we're doing this week is the cleaning of all of these sweaty, gross kits that got used a lot on the trainer and accumulated a lot of sweat over the winter. You know, you've probably been, you know, I'm, I'm not saying no one's been washing their shorts or their jerseys, but uh, every once in a while, you know, the, the sweat really bakes in. Uh, so I think like spring is a great time to maybe throw some white vinegar into your wash load, really get some of the, the sweat smell, sweat stains out of your kit. Uh, and then, you know, if you do, if you are in a place where the weather is finally starting to warm up, you got a lot of sun, maybe even like hang them outside to dry, really, really just air everything out.
1: I think that makes sense. And maybe thinking about things like heart rate straps and um, Ooh, the what else? helmet pads. Shoes. Um, yeah. Right. These things just like accumulate. I mean, helmet Pads? I don't, did you say helmet pads? Yeah. Well, people aren't wearing helmets probably, but yeah, I mean that would be another thing that we don't generally wash, but that accumulates a lot of stress. Like heart rate straps are crazy, and there, you'll, you'll hear periodically people who get weird funguses and mm-hmm. weird skin. You know, the, you get a cut around your heart rate strap. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, this and then is... that heart rate strap just—I <laughs> don't know what's on. I lick it every day, but uh <laughs>
0: well this is basically right into like my normal saddle sore talk yeah. but like for an area that you never would expect but yeah now suddenly you've got like an boob fungus going on yeah underboob fungus no one's happy
1: okay well boob fungus is a great uh, band name you're yeah. right
0: we should start that
1: <laughs> so i think you know that you don't necessarily put those. the straps i think you can technically if you take the batter pack off you could put it through the wash but you're probably better just to give that like a soak in mm-hmm. um Without the battery pack, give it a soak in the sink or something. Yeah, right, for sure. Some, some water and there's usually instructions on that. But
0: yeah, the helmet strap though, if you've been wearing your helmet during the winter or you just haven't washed it like ever, uh, man, I I remember having to go in California one year like get a a facial because I had such bad acne on my chin, and I finally realized it was because I hadn't washed my helmet strap in forever, and I had just this you know nylon strap that has sunscreen and grease and you know, oil and all this other gunk on it, just pressing against my face every day for, you know, extended periods. So really, really wash that. And, you know, you can't throw it in the wash, so it doesn't get done very often, Mm -hmm. but, you know, give that a scrub.
1: And so this is occurring to me too, you know, do you have other cleaning stuff or I'm just thinking, those are my main ones. So then when we're starting to think about shoes and all those contact points on the bike, so shoes, usually cleats, like I try and do my cleats fairly often. Um, I recall Emily Batty actually saying something that that's like one of her pet peeves is like, you know, cleats that start clicking on the shoes, Mm, you know, they get even a little worn. It's really not that expensive, but you do see things like knee pain and uh, usually it's knee pain where you see this. But from trying to like control your cleats when they're like just moving around or clicking a bit, like you don't want the cleats clicking. So you're trying to like brace against that. Um, so that's something that's, you know, relatively cheap and easy to do clean out the bottom of the shoe, get all the extra mud and stuff out of there, the rust, you know, and then re-grease up a new set of cleats and, and get them in there. Uh, is going to be a great way to feel better on the bike when you get out? And again, hopefully head off, you know, broken cleats, broken pedals, blowing out of your shoes and injuring yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is also a good time to switch over your, your cycling computer to a more effective like screen, you know, if you've been using your cycling computer inside or even if you just Or not. It hadn't seems like a lot really of people just
1: aren't even using them now that they're it's on the screen, they're sure. using some sort of online swifting thing
0: about like thinking about like what are your goals this season like what do you want to see we actually just put up an article that was setting, up a, setting up a Garmin with the different
1: screens yeah it's a little bit of personal preference but you sort of see people into these buckets of sort of ride summary screen you know a long ride screen and then maybe an interval screen uh, and usually when people have read that article hey, a couple people gave us kudos on that so that was great thank you for that but then you sort of realize that oh i haven't been doing intervals like i never used the lap button my pet peeve uh, but you're not using lap time. You know, you're sort of doing this mental math off of the, you know, I think my interval is 20 minutes and I started at right. one hour and 12 minutes. So I need to go to one hour and 32 minutes. But then you get delirious and, oh, I, I, f- I just finished at one twenty five. I forgot about those last five minutes critically. Five minutes? Seven, seven minutes, minutes? Seven minutes. Right, and this happens, but it's like...
0: Even in your example, it just happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just ignored two minutes, right? And that's, it's very easy, very convenient to do when you're, you're delirious <laughs> and getting tired, right? So this is... When we're talking about habits, this is the stuff that like over the course of seasons and seasons and years and years, like if you keep skipping seven minutes of interval or just not doing them. Right. I I like that lap button because it's a lot like that starter's pistol of go and it goes beep. And then when you stop, you're saying I am stopping the intensity and then hopefully you're resuming your low intensity. Right. Right. So it's it sort of breeds a lot of uh, I get pretty crazy about it, probably too crazy about it. um, But I do think it really matters. So Mm -hmm. we have a post on that.
0: Yeah. Uh, The other thing would be just checking in on your, your bike's charge. I was talking to someone about this today. Um, You know, we haven't gotten to race one of our favorite gravel races, Paris Steincaster, for a couple seasons now, uh, just due to COVID. But uh, I remember the two years, like the last two years the race has been run passing people on the course who are, you know, on the side of the road or are suddenly soft pedaling at like 150 RPMs trying to keep up furiously, but you know, they're, bike had shifted down into the easiest gear because they forgot to charge their shifters and they Paris Ancaster tends to be one of the first races of the season uh so they get out and their battery dies midway through the ride you don't want that to be
1: you. And that strikes me as like a weekly reminder at a minimum it depends on what you ride but like I know it probably doesn't need to be done I uh, the kids in or the athletes in in last year when we were on the camp would always be like no it lasts for 10,000 hours or whatever it is it's not 10,000 but Uh, Yeah.
0: They would have felt real stupid at the top of, uh,
1: yeah. It just to me, like if you just every Monday on your off day, you plug in everything, then -hmm. you don't run into this issue. So if the battery lasts for a hundred hours and you do 20 hours in a week, you know, no, you don't need to charge it. But you know, if you charge your light and you charge your shifting and you charge whatever else needs charging these days, your Garmin, of course, uh, your bike computer, what else needs charging?
0: You all know, I love setting up the charging station. It's like my number one, like top tip. Um, And it's probably one of like the most efficient things, because how many times have you like messed up a ride because you didn't have your computer charged?
1: Right. And one of the concepts in our book, uh, becoming a consummate athlete is around something like a charging station or at least a routine, a ritual around something like this. This is one example, right? This is no different than when does laundry get done? Mm -hmm. You probably have enough kit. You maybe don't need to do laundry for more than a week, but you probably should just do it more often, right? And then you have your pick of kit. It's not getting stinky and you don't forget about it, Right. Um, I, I would say also if you're racing, those things get charged. Yeah. <laughs> Again, just I don't care if you only board. rode five hours. Like I think you go in with a hundred. Yeah, for sure. Um, we try and avoid, avoid that stuff. I, I think that's common for, I don't think there's a, a downside. Maybe there's like something weird with the battery. You need to drain it or something, but.
0: I think you're fine. Yeah. Um, the other, the other couple things on that list were, uh, just quickly checking your expiration dates. Now, I mean, we have expired gels. Like I'll be honest about this. This is not. I don't think the gels go bad the day that they expire.
1: It's personal preference. Personal preference, for
0: sure. Um, But, you know, check over your powders, check over your gels, check over your sunscreen. You know, there are things. Sunscreen's a big one. Yeah. That's probably one you
1: don't want to mess around with. Um, I think the bigger thing with that stuff, too, sunscreen included, but especially the nutritional products we maybe pick up at a race or someone friend give you or whatever like are you going to use it you know is this like a nsf like third party like do you should you probably even have that around right do you we, remember
0: that power bar that we like traveled with for i think no. like six years
1: that's like space food that's good mm-hmm. forever
0: i think we finally threw it where out. was it it was just in one of our like food bags oh, I know what and you it mean. just came yeah, with neither us neither of
1: us wanted it yeah well that's it so like if, if it's it's one of these like that's a very like condoing of your you know
0: If your snacks don't spark joy, (laughs) get rid of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You get like these free samples and stuff, right? If you haven't tried it, just get rid of it. You you can donate it or whatever, if that's an option, but at some point you don't need those.
0: Yes, exactly. Okay. So that's sort of the, the physical side of things uh, as far as like our, our spring cleaning goes. Um, and then the last thing I had actually included in that article, and I think it's going to be kind of the bulk of our, our talk here is just auditing your training. You know, it's, we're like four months into the new into the new year. We're kind of start. We'll say we're starting a new season, whether or not you have races that are coming up, or you know you have any races at all on your schedule. Like whether that's because they're canceled or because you don't really race a lot, it is a new season. So I'm I'm all about embracing the like any excuse to do a reset is aces in my book. So I think we're we're in that time of switching into we'll call it the on season for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. So. Any any thoughts on sort of like looking well, at your training right now?
1: Well, the obvious thing in seasonality is that you know depending on where you live, if you're maybe in California or something, it's maybe a little different. But a lot of people, the spring season means you're starting to go on adventures, you're outside, uh, and so we should encourage that for sure, right? But this is where we need to be a bit more prepared with ar fitness and building up to these big adventures and then also related to it before like you know do you have the packs do you have the backcountry? this the first aid whatever we got a spot transponder this year for some of the bigger stuff we're going to do which is sort of like a safety thing you can send for help via like satellite uh if you if you get into a dire circumstance uh so thinking about that first aid worst case situation is important Uh, as we do get into this summer season of big especially right now where there's fewer races and people are thinking about this like bike packing and fkt this and solo adventure this yeah
0: for sure um
1: some of this exposure we don't have the race medics you know right there right so thinking about some of that stuff when we're thinking about our training you were probably thinking more um you know coming out of sort of the base season, the general preparation, maybe becoming more spe- specific in the the in season, the, the spring, summer season. I would say right now is a good time to think, do I need a break? You're seeing that with a lot of people and that could be training related. That could be state of the world related. Uh, it's a, it's an okay time to take a transition phase, especially if the races aren't coming or if you've just done a race or something, it's, it's an okay, you know, take a few days, a weekend off, a Sunday off, a, a whole week off uh, if you haven't.
0: Yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of people in Ontario right now, like we just went into a a more intensive lockdown. So I know, you know, a lot of people are are struggling right now as far as like overwhelm and stress, the schools are shut again. So a lot of parents are suddenly back on that, like helping their Mm. kids with remote learning. Um, And, you know, we've had Greg Lehman on a couple of times now and we've talked about his, his cup theory, like ad nauseum at this point, but it's just this, this idea that like all life stress, like all stress is cumulative whether it's good stress or bad stress. And, you know your home your life your your work like and your training all go into the same cup it's not like you have like six beakers lined up and you can you know mm-hmm. appropriately fill each and every one of them and you're fine it's it's all mashed into
1: right yeah we have we all have a capacity and then all these things we have to do in the day right and you could say there's only so many hours in the day would be another way to describe this um,
0: There's only so much energy in the day. I think is the other big thing. To and look I think at. a
1: few of the other concepts that come in with the the whole cup analogy is that a you can build a bigger cup, and b uh, we're all different size cups. Some of us are just big cups. <laughs> some of us are little cups.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say tiny cups.
1: Right. So some of us can just take a little less. Um, some of us can take a lot. Some of us do a lot. Right. Um, what are the symptoms of, of an overflowing cup, right? This is when we're starting to see, you know, some of these, you know, whatever you insert the symptoms, but we're starting to see niggles of injuries or back pains flaring up. Um, for me, I, I find my skin starts flaring a bit, you know, even
0: just like irritability on the regular or like, you know, you're not sleeping very well or, Mm -hmm. you know, you're just feeling that nagging sense of fatigue or like a nagging sense of like, just not feeling totally right like you're not quite sick but you're like almost there
1: right and, and so I, I think you know we all have different things on and this ebbs and flows week to week you have a year end you know quarter end you know month end you know it could be a stressful week so you, you just pull back a bit I have a couple clients that we, we just have that marked you know the first they have to do a, a month end and we just take it a little chiller you know periods you mm-hmm. know someone's period if it's really heavy we just that week we just take a little more chill it's a little more flexible right and we talk about that.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, we've, we've gotten into this weird thing where we didn't have racing last year. So we almost, a lot of us, yeah. A lot of us didn't take any time off or don't take any time off. Like,
1: yes, I was just talking to another coach, uh, last week. Uh, and that's what he was saying to the same. We've talked about that on the podcast. And it's just like, without those bookends of like races and travel, (laughs) it's, you don't ever have any, like, we should take some recovery for that race or you just raced really hard and traveled home from Europe. You should recover. Right. So it's, it's you sort of have to build that in. Right. So sometimes it's like when we have these symptoms of fatigue, you know, ah, that was two workouts this week. Didn't go great. You just just take a, a little time off. Right. And that could be just a couple more easier rides and just skip the intensity that week. Um, two off days instead of one in the week can be great. You know, take a Sunday off and just go walk and hang out with your family. Right. Sometimes just that Sunday off can be just amazing. Right. It's funny
0: I've been I've been like seriously pondering that because I was just saying to you it, in some ways it kind of sucks to have your two like long/hard rides be or runs in my case be on the weekend because then you sort of hit Monday feeling like okay Monday's an off day physically but yeah, it's now an on day. So A lot I'd- of
1: clients in the last year because of uh, fewer races have shifted to doing like Friday hard, Saturday long, Sunday off. Mm -hmm. And then Monday, you know, they're back in the routine. So they just hop on the trainer and do whatever used to be on Tuesday.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, So that works
1: great. So that's so we're reviewing sort of our, how is our body? How is our our mindset? What do we need? Do we need a recovery week? You know, maybe we do some testing, you know, clients of mine will know we often do some sort of assessment of test uh, during rest weeks. It's rest and test week. They rhyme. Um, So like I just did my my CP 23 and 20 here, did a big test, big TTS. Uh, and just collect a bit of extra data and then we can make decisions about what this next block might be, right? whether we're training towards an event, we're trying to get more specific. you know, maybe we're riding outside to get ready for gravel now. or maybe these tests, you know, expose something. Um, you know, for me, I would say I probably just need more volume, more more endurance, right? So I gotta f- try and find time to do that. Um, just because we've been inside and I haven't really been pushing it that hard, right? So it makes sense. But the again, the tests help us sort of just see, If that's true, Uh, what else are we talking about there with? So this time of year, assess, 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 test, redirect our sort of focus. Goal setting, I guess, is a good thing to do to check in on those goals. Do they still exist? It may not. So we may need to pivot. Um, And that's, that's the reality we're living in right now, right? Where we're sort of like, what do we want to do today? And then what do we want to do in the future? And then what can we do this next four weeks, eight weeks? What can we get better at?
0: Yeah, for sure. And we were actually just speaking to a bunch of consummate athlete clients uh, before we recorded this. And we were sort of talking about, you know, right now, races are still a little questionable for for some of us, you know, those in Canada who had race goals in the US, like travel is still kind of, you know, there's a question mark around it. And I, I think this is true of any time, like right now, it's never been more obvious. But, you know, this is true any year. And I think You know, while we have our A races, like say our Leadville, you know, goal race of the season, I think we should also make sure that for every race, like every goal race, we also have a goal ride or sort of our plan B in case that race doesn't happen, in case something comes up and we can't do that race. Like what else would make you feel, you know, successful? So, you know, I was saying like this summer I was hoping to do a 100K race, but that doesn't necessarily look like it's going to happen. So instead, okay, like I have a day on the calendar now that I'm going to do a 100K run, Uh, you know, and for me, that's like that is set in stone now that is on the calendar that is happening.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think we're trying to think about what we're trying to get out of those races as well. Right. Some people it's like the social element. Sometimes it's the like scariness or the like achievement of you did 100. Right. This is like a bucket list. You've ran 100 kilometers in a day.
0: Well, and at some point, you've like lit all of the candles on the cake, and you need to bring the cake over to the table. That's
1: a yeah, tortured and, analogy. And there's there's but, like, different opinions on that. Like, I know your coach, David, is actually not as big on full-out simulations, and I, I think I agree in general, but there's you know exceptions to all rules. Like, I, I did a full simulation with Quentin for nationals last year, right? And, and...
0: Well, and, I mean, at some point, it's, it's a full simulation kind of, but like, if it's taking the place of a race because the race isn't happening... It's not really a simulation anymore. To me, that at that point is like, that is the thing. So like if I've done all of this training up for this 100K day and the race gets canceled, is there a good reason that that should cancel my ability to run 100K when I'd been planning for it and training towards it?
1: It's a tricky one. Yeah. I think I said to you last week, like it's sort of up to you how you want to use your fitness. You know, we build it all so much of the year and then you get to use it. So as you're you're saying like if you can't use it in the one event for whatever reason you know you you should be able to use that fitness
0: yeah well and i think we don't i think a lot of people will plateau if they don't use it like you almost have to have that like ebb and flow of your your season even just like we were talking about like if i never run that hundred even though i was like training up to it do i just keep training at that mileage and then never have like a recovery week like and well, then I never guess. have like a build backup. So if you're trying to step up, you almost need that stimulus of like the hard thing to then have the recovery and then start building up for, you know, the next step, right? Like I could be stuck at the 50K distance for the rest of my life if my, like, if, you know, I just don't ever do the 100 because 100Ks keep getting canceled on me.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I think that makes sense. Then yeah, at least you can say you've ridden or ran 100. Uh, yeah. I don't know. The, the counter argument would be, I guess you would do something hard or fun or whatever. It may not have to be exactly like the thing, but maybe not so deep. Like, you know, if you did Leadville 100, you're going to hopefully take a couple weeks, like pretty chill. So the counter argument would be like, you could go and do, you know, a good fun day on your mountain bike, but not, you know, still go to work on Monday. Uh, and then just, you know, sort of resume training sooner. You might still take a whole week off and, you know, whatever. But the question is like, do you need to completely simulate the day?
0: I think for a lot of people the answer is yes. It's I mean probably self reflection. I see what you're saying, yes. But I think it would almost be a bummer to be able to go back to work on Monday, like when you had been planning for like the pain of Leadville to then just like go into work on Monday, like nah you know, did a three hour ride on the weekend, it was fun, it was hard, but like mm-hmm. that was it. I think, you know, some people and I'll include myself in this kind of need that kick in the butt.
1: Right. I think bigger than that even is that we want those goals and and I've been pushing a lot of my clients who are you know I I would bucket them as the Leadville 100 clients we should have a whole summer spring summer like that's what we're getting into here is is the stuff that looks like that right there's a lot of three hour you know gravel this you know
0: Mm -hmm.
1: big hills big climbing but we're practicing that right And, and that's ultimately when I say in the future there's this fuzzy Leadville 100 or what you insert your race that we're, we're, this is what we're trying to get better at is, you know, three hour gravel hilly rides, Mm -hmm. you know, or, or insert again, the thing you need to get better at.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think this year in particular though, if we're, if we're like mentally preparing for something and we know in the back of our heads that it might not happen. Like I think this is happening with a lot of people who are prepping for the Olympics and there's still this sort of like slight question mark over whether it's going to go or not. Like it's not off the table that it's, just going to get canceled I, I think Pete DeSera told me that it's like if you don't just go into it like it's gonna happen like you're just not gonna fully prepare like you're not gonna prepare for it you're not gonna be ready for it so I think having something that's gonna happen on that day even if it isn't the race but you know you have to prepare for something mm. I think that's gonna help keep people sort of like on- honest about their training
1: yeah Olympics is a tough one I do have a few clients where we have that whole week Sort of like we're going to simulate, um, like the Leadville race week, basically. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I think it's a very personal decision, right? For sure. Like when Quentin and I did this national sim, so we met at Hardwood where the venue would have been, and we like we had to actually mark out the course because a bunch of it hadn't been maintained. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> but I'm saying I'm not saying but I'm saying uh so we had to do a bit of trail maintenance in our warm-up which isn't in a regular warm-up it was very hot which is a good good specific thing and we started on the start line but we didn't take feeds I don't even know if I drank <laughs> we were just going I was so deep um so it was really like really fun but you know it was just on a Wednesday it wasn't mm-hmm. really that you know it, so it was a lot like the thing it was hard it was hot
0: yeah um, and then I think that the last note on racing is, is that like, it's both, can you prepare for the goal you have set? And do you want to prepare for the goal you have set? Mm-hmm. Um, like we were talking about this this weekend and I was saying, even if there wasn't racing, like I don't have any races on the calendar this summer at all. Um, I'm just sort of seeing how, how things shake out, but I have, I have goals, but I was like, even if I didn't have those goals, even if I didn't have any races, would I still be going out to do my long run today? Yes because i really like long runs on trails
1: well and i think that also it also opens you up to that how like do you want to prepare for the goal right now i think this is opening it up where like you can really choose like what you know what do you want to do and let that motivate you towards what that that fuzzy future goal is going to be right so if, if you haven't been enjoying riding on the road. Then you know you can dabble in gravel and get better at that, or, or hillier race, or mountain biking, mm-hmm. or or go to the road, or yeah. <laughs> do TTS, whatever you want to try. Like I think it's you sort of have this is that carte blanche? Like you have this open blank page, and and you can decide how you use this this training block, right? And just try it.
0: Yeah, we we wrote about this actually in in becoming a consummate athlete. Uh, there was one client you encountered who really wanted to do long gravel races but then when you talked through the weekly schedule for this rider there were like two crossfit classes like three group rides like in a city
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and like had no interest in travel like driving to anywhere to, to it's very, ride it's very gravel. common
1: that client though was like a, a phone consult they booked a phone consult they wanted my opinion and uh, like indeed they like wanted to do all these gravel hilly altitude gravel races but we're going to stay in this like low altitude, which is normal. Like you can only change that so much, but like city, not gravel, you know, very far away from gravel, not hilly, um, not willing to leave, but like has all the, have all these like weekly commitments that don't even really like that are sort of counter to riding a bicycle. And so, you know, if we think about (laughs) the duh, you know, cyclists ride bikes, gravel cyclists ride on gravel, you know, it, it, it's hard right because that's like that you sort of feel like, like her life seemed
0: pretty awesome to be honest like it seemed like she was doing really cool stuff yeah, and like and had pretty fun like did, setup
1: yeah fairly capable to go and do you know a three-hour gravel ride on the weekend but like a different ordeal than like this was, was like a big big ordeal that but she like didn't didn't
0: want to do the training so it actually i think it was super helpful talking to her because i i think by the end it sort of like pointed out the you don't actually want to do the training that it's going to take to do these things. So let's reframe, like, let's think of a different goal.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So yeah. What would you do if there was no race in sight? And I think that can probably help sort of lead you to what your, your
1: next goal should be. Yeah. Yeah. I know some, so many people sign up for those big bucket list races, but don't really want to do the training going into it. Right. And I think that's a mistake because I think that one day is not going to be, it'll be great. But it's not the thing, right? Like you should be having a spring summer that you're really excited about, right? Maybe with some friends, at least riding the, you know, the type of bike you really want to ride. So. Yes, exactly. So that's the idea. So that's, uh, this is the reflection we're doing in our spring is Mm -hmm. to try and set the course for our next few months of, of awesomeness. Right. And that's, that's really the idea.
0: Yeah. Uh, And then I think.
1: I have one more note there Unless before we switch off of training. Um, especially if you don't have a goal in the next, say, I, I would say not month, but like if it's over three months, over four months, which is a lot of us, nothing super crucial, then I think this is an opportunity, especially for those in the northern areas, Canada, you know, northern states, where there's snow. This is another opportunity where we can, you know, keep the volume, keep the training stress building, gradually building. You know, we could call this base, but general preparation. We can keep this fitness increasing because there's no real need to start into what we might call a utilization or a specificity phase. Um, Right. So we can also keep strength training in there, some cross training in there. Uh, But the more important thing is like just trying to see if volume can come up as we get outside is sort of an opportunity. Right. So as much as there's seasonality and it's nice to sort of keep a regular routine and think about racing and intensity, probably fight the urge to go too deep on intensity, you know, not that you can't do, you know, interval session or two a week, we probably do that year round. That's fine. But, um, think about, you know, can you keep that idea of general preparation? This is very in line. This is what we preach all the time is this consummate athlete idea, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then on the note of consummate athlete, I think the the last thing I wanted to touch on is this is actually a great time of year now that we're back outside to work on our skills. And also I will say like, perhaps the slightly slow build into skills. I think this is the time of year where, uh, we can get out and maybe get a little too rad. Like we've only been riding our (laughs) trainer indoors for the last, uh, you know, 15 months for some of us, uh, 18 months for some of us. If you were just like too nervous to get outside and ride in the past year and you never really had an outdoor season. Right. Um, or you were doing mainly like Zwift races and stuff all last summer. So it is very conceivable that, you know, you could have not been out for a very extended period of time. Uh, So slow build into those skills. Uh, I know it is just like riding a bike, but like gravel corners, road corners, any of that stuff, you're not doing it. A lot
1: of of people hit the deck on their first couple corners, for sure. We've had a couple this year already. Um, Yes, you want to be careful with that. And some of these things, you know, if you're thinking bunny hops and manuals and, you know, there's a lot of jarring in those elbows, upper back, neck, Uh, hamstrings will start getting sore. You know, you're sort of slamming those legs straight, right? So, yeah, it it doesn't take much. Like, you know, the cliched, like, 10 minutes of practice is is good. Just, you know, try and include that. But it's definitely something to include.
0: Yeah. On the note of 10 minutes of practice. So starting today, actually, April 20th uh, through May 20th, we're doing a 10-minute bike skills a day challenge uh, here at the the Consummate Athlete. So just kind of challenging everyone to just get outside and just play on their bike for 10 minutes a day.
1: And, and So you're going to put a post on the website, There's on consummateathlete.com, the yep. and then there'll be some stuff on the Instagram account. Yep. Okay, and, and then if people are doing this, they f- happen to film it or take a photo, they can tag the Consummate Athlete on Instagram.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll throw out some prizes during the month, too, for, for some of that stuff. And, you know, reminder, this doesn't need to be going to, you know, your your like gnarliest downhill trail or something like that. Like I'm talking like I want to see like people working on their bunny hops on the the painted lines in your parking lot or like, sure. you know, we, we keep joking about track standing on the back deck. This could be
1: track standing. This could be. So, yeah. So, I mean, if you're a track rider, you could participate um yeah this, this could is... be you know on the trainer or rollers doing some one leg one arm type stuff uh it could be mounts and dismounts mm-hmm. you know if you're into cyclocross you know in the local park it could be any sort of cyclocross skills
0: I and mean, honestly like if your you're, cones if you're on the road road cones, cones and even just like taking the bottle out and like sure. not looking down as you take the bottle out take a sip put it back in like doing that for for a few minutes so, get, you know, riding one-handed, taking an arm warmer off, like we're starting to get to that time of year where you start on, you know, start your ride with your, your arm warmers on and by like an hour in you want to take them off. Can we practice some of that? Mm-hmm. Uh, so really just, you know, having fun with it. This is not like a, there's an official program or anything like that. Uh, we just wanted to kind of encourage people to, to play around on their bikes outside a little bit this time of year. Uh, and, you know, I think it, it can be very, very helpful. So we'll have links to a bunch of videos that Peter's done in the past. We'll be putting up new videos throughout the month. So definitely keep an eye at consummateathlete.com and at consummateathlete on Instagram for, for all of that. I'm I'm pretty psyched. It's going to force me to actually bring the bike outside, which is going to be a little, right. little weird for me, but right. I'll give it my best shot. Very good. Also, side note, you can just do this in like, you know, shorts or pants or like you don't have a ride that day. Like you don't need to change into your full it's kit. probably
1: even better. Yeah. Keep theater, it chill.
0: Yeah. Very just casual fun. Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much all I've got for today. Glassford, anything else?
1: No, I think that's the main stuff around mm-hmm. spring cleaning. I mean, we could go into tech, we could go into all sorts of different things, but you know, I think it's just really assessing all that gear, the routines, the training, the goals going forward. Uh, and then as you said, sort of there's skills, you know, skills to pay the bills as they say.
0: I like it. I like it. New season, new you.
1: (laughs) Cool. Well, thank you, everyone. We'll be back again. I think we have one maybe coming in on Friday again Mm -hmm. this week, but we'll certainly be back next week if you don't see us before then.
0: Awesome. Have a great week, everyone, and we'll see you soon. Thanks so much for tuning into the Consummate Athlete Podcast. If you enjoyed this or any of our past episodes, do us a solid and leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts and check out our book, Becoming a Consummate Athlete, over at consummateathlete.com questions or comments, find us over on Instagram at consummateathlete, and we will see you next week.